Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our professional of the year joining us once again, better known as the Dog Mother. Yes, from Peabody, Massachusetts. Melissa's back here helping so many animals. And boy, oh boy, as a mom, as a wife, as a professional, she really does it all. Melissa, welcome back. How are you today? Good. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How was the holiday? Very good, very good. I'm glad it's over, though. Oh, <laughs> great. Well, please introduce yourself to our listeners today. My name is Melissa. I am the dog mother. I do doggy daycare and boarding uh, out of Peabody, Massachusetts. I work from home, and I help uh, Sweet Paws Rescue and local animal control offices. Beautiful. And how can we find you? Is there a website, phone number? Uh, mostly social media. Uh, my website is thedogmotherllc.com. Uh, phone number 617-407-9887. Uh, Facebook, The Dog Mother LLC, and Instagram, at The Dog Mother LLC. Well, we are excited to have you back here to talk about the work you're doing. And let me just ask specifically, and since the past week we've been talking, how many animals are you helping right now? How many are you housing? Oh, man, so we got Beef Luna, Pork Chop, who was actually on, uh, I think, Channel 5 the other day uh, with Sweet Paws Rescue. Who else do I have? There's so many. Major, um, Major Pain in my butt is what I call them. Um, who else? There's probably like 10 of them, I feel like. Um, I can't think of everybody on the top of my head. But, yeah, we got a, we got a good crew. Uh, a few dogs looking for adoption. If anybody's looking to adopt, go to SweetPawsRescue.org. Uh, Check out dogs available for adoption and um, fill out an application and, you know, we can match you up. Beautiful. Well, I, I got the privilege of getting your backstory uh, last week and I would love just to give us a quicker, you know, summary for new time listeners today. You've always been passionate about dogs and your love of dogs and your family. Could you share how, how this all developed and, uh, yeah, let, let's walk us through it. Sure. So, um, basically, as a little kid, I've always loved, loved, loved dogs, um, animals in particular, but dogs especially. And um, my dad was actually a pressman. Um, you know, he, he printed the Boston Globe, or if he wasn't at the Globe, he was working for other press shops. And one day, he uh, made me my own little business cards. And, um, you know, I was a kid. I was, like, probably 11, 12 years old, and I'd be taking care of the animals in the neighborhood. You know, I would walk this one dog named Molly, who was best friends with my dog, Duchess. Um, they'd, they'd call each other. You know, we'd, that was back when, you know, you didn't have to have your dog on the leash, and these two would roam the neighborhood. And um, Duchess would go to Molly's door, you know, about two blocks over, scratch at the door. They'd let Molly out. They'd run around, you know, the neighborhood. Or Molly would come and show up at our door, scratch at the door. So I would take uh, care of Molly sometimes. And then a woman down the corner needed help, you know, feeding her cats when she went away. And I think she had, like, a little Sheltie um, dog. And uh, I took care of them. And I never really thought to make it a business um, just because I, you know, I just didn't think that that was a thing, and then, you know, years go by, you know, I'd be volunteering at, um, 
you know, the Stoneham Zoo where they kept the state police horses. You know, I was into horseback riding for a bit, so I'd get to groom the horses and clean the stalls, and, you know, I, I actually got to ride them. And then, um, you know, fast forward to I was in college, you know, studying communications because, um, you know, I didn't want to be a vet. I wasn't the best at school. You know, I, I just I didn't want to do another eight years, you know, and I figured out the anatomy and, like, all the extra, extra stuff. Um so I was, you know, I just never knew what to do with my life as far as, you know, animals. So I was going to, you know, like I said, I was going to do the radio station or, you know, something like that. And then my mom comes home one day and was like, Liz, there's a guy doing a doggy, uh, a side job at a doggy daycare. And I'm like, a doggy, what? We need doggy daycare. Those exist. So I signed out the name of the place. I put my name in and it was like, that was it. It was, that, that was my calling. You know, I, there was a woman, you know, a husband and a wife, you know, they had a three story family home. They lived all the way up on the third floor. Inside was all done over, um, you know, with tile and, you know, they had doggy beds and the dogs would share rooms and then they had a separate room for cats if cats needed to sleep over. And I went into a yard and it must have been like 50 dogs in the yard and it was just like the best thing ever. Um, you know, I was absolutely in heaven and I'm like, this is it. This is what I want to do when I get older, you know. So I ended up leaving there. That was a weird story. Um, you know, so I ended up you know, quitting because the guy just, like, had a heart attack. My car wouldn't start one day, and he, like, flipped out. I was like, I'm not going to work for someone like this. Called all the, you know, numbers in the pet service book, and I ended up working for a woman who did um, pick-up and drop-offs in, like, doggy play groups. So I started doing that, and, um, you know, I'd pick up, you know, 30 dogs a day, take them to her yard, let them run around, play for an hour, then drop them all off at home. So I was like, oh, this is cool. So I saw a different side of it. I was like, this is cool, you know, like, I'm, you know, I was just, I was loving it, everything that I was discovering and learning about it, and then, um, you know, I eventually moved on to start my own little business, which was Poochie's Paradise, and that lasted about three months until she called me and was like, hey, do you want to go in on a partnership with me and myself? I was like, what do you mean a partnership? So that's another thing, you know, I went, checked out the business, you know, building, so I was there, placed in Malden from 2007 to about 2013, so I put my heart and soul into that, so that was cool, we lived there, you know, well, didn't live there, but, you know, we all took turns, you know, sleeping over at night, you know, we always had someone sleeping over, uh, it was pretty much cageless boarding, we had couches for the dogs to sleep on, and huge yard, huge indoor space, um, and then I eventually, you know, I, I knew I wanted to have a family, and I wanted to work from home, and I broke off from them, and then I started The Dog Mother in uh, May 3rd of 2013. Wow. And hold on. Now you got to also fill me in on like the, the relationship because then you get married. Then you have how many kids? Three, is it? And maybe four? So I got three Wait. kids. And we, <laughs> yeah, three girls. Um, and then we're eventually going to go for, for one more, you know, because my youngest needs a friend. You know, my first two are eight and six. And I thought, you know, I was going to be done. And everybody was constantly like, you know, as soon as the first one was born, you're going to try for a boy. And then the second one's born, you're going to try for a boy. Everybody, you know, you're going to try for a boy. My husband wants a boy. I want a boy, but I'm busy, you know what I mean? And there's no guarantee you're going to have a boy. So I finally uh, caved in. I was like, you know what, let's let's go for you know one more round. We'll have a boy. And nope, it was a girl. And uh, so while I'm pregnant with Amelia, who's now nine months old, I'm looking at my you know, older two and how they're buddies and they just get along so well and they play together and I'm like looking at my husband I'm like babe we gotta we gotta just we, just one more you know and he's like you kidding me so he's like yes and one final shot you know what I mean I'm like after this we're done like I'm tying the tubes I don't have time you know so um yeah so we're gonna we're gonna try for one more probably in a couple months you know see how it goes I'm trying to decide do I want to start you know go for it at the end of the summer 
or just get it over with, you know. Uh, but I want them to be no more than two years apart, you know, just like my other two are, because they're best friends. They play together, and, you know, they hang out, and they keep each other company and all that, you know. So this one, she needs a little buddy, whether it's a boy or a girl. I just want, you know, happy, healthy kids, that's all. Oh, my goodness, I love this. Now, was it important to you to find someone who was an animal lover? Is your husband an animal lover, too? How, you know, how does that work? So, <laughs> he wishes that I was a florist. He wishes there was a bunch of uh, flowers in my basement. <laughs> ah. um, so I actually fell in love with him. I've known him since I was about 18, and he was, uh, you know, 20. And, uh, you know, then he turned 21. So we're about two years apart. Um, known him, I, you know, we dated for probably like eight years and we finally got engaged and engaged for two years and we lived with my parents, you know, to save up money and they were married and, you know, we pay them rent, but we were out looking for a house because for this type of, you know, to run a business from your home, you have to have uh, commercial property, you know, commercial zoning. It was taken forever, you know, we just weren't finding it every single weekend. We'd drive by 20 houses because the houses in the pictures would be totally different from mm-hmm. in person, you know. So I didn't want to have neighbors. I didn't want to bother anyone. So after about two years of looking, I was about to, in the, you know, I wanted to do it from home. I didn't want to, like, have a building, you know, because I wanted to know that I could, you know, be living here. And, you know, I had custody of the dogs 24-7. And long story short, it was during the time that, um, Basically, nobody was buying. The market had crashed, and, you know, we found this house, and, um, you know, they wanted, like, $458,000 for it. And my mother was like, you're not going to be able to afford that. You know, she was getting all upset because she didn't want us to get our hopes up. So we found this place in, you know, in Peabody, and um, the woman was living here. The two that were living here, like, it was her daughter and the spouse. They got into a fight, stopped paying the mortgage. They just were asking for as much as possible to try to pay it back. And uh, they, did, they didn't accept our offer at first. They accepted someone else. Like, we put in for 320 and I think it's 325 But then by the time they went to accept their offer, it was too late, and they couldn't get their loan that they needed, the buyer. And then the bank was like, well, you know, we're, we're taking the house. So the bank owned it, which was a good thing because it just kept buying us time to keep building our credit and showing that we had the income coming in. My poor husband was working, like, three jobs just to have it on the books. I was barely making, you know, 500 bucks a week. And, you know, so we did it. And, um, you know, the, mar- the house came back on the market through the bank. And, you know, we put in 320. And then, you know, they didn't accept the offer because they wanted to see if they could get someone else. And then two weeks later, 320, then my real estate agent was just going back and forth and was like, all right, how about 321? And they were like, yep, sold. And we were like, she's like, I hope you don't mind, but I just threw in an extra $1,000. <laughs> I'm like, the 1000 bucks ain't going to kill me. And, um, you know, we didn't know, you know, we were yeah. scared to death, but, you know, we we just did it. And, you know, we didn't, you know, have any cable for months because, you know, we, we were living with my mother and father. And we'd be up here on the weekends working on the house. The whole backyard was overgrown, like weeds. My poor husband got poison ivy from head to toe. And, you know, so, um, so yeah, he loves dogs. He fell in love with my first dog. You know, Lucky, he was in our wedding. We had a uh, tux on him. He was our ring bearer. It was awesome. And, um, you know, I just always had a love for dogs, and you know, we've always had dogs. And so we got the house, got, you know, established. I was still working at my other place, and we were finally ready to make the move and uh, get my business started. And, you know, that's 
that's basically what happened, you know what I mean? And now that I'm like, I'm starting to overgrow, I'm ready to move on, and I'm hoping to buy a second location this year and try to get the boarding out of the house and have the boarding and maybe, you know, a little bit of daycare in another location, but still do doggy daycare here to have that little bit of income. And, you know, I just want to have somewhat of a normal lifestyle. It's a little chaotic, it's a little crazy, but I love it. You know, I absolutely, I, I wouldn't change anything for the world, you know what I mean? Beautiful. Well, let's also remind everyone how we can reach out to you. It's time to take that quick commercial break. Um, you can reach me on Facebook.com slash The Dog Mother LLC, Instagram at, uh, at The Dog Mother LLC, uh, 617-407-9887, or TheDogMotherLLC.com is my website. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back with The Dog Mother and so much more. Don't go anywhere. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the My Tuner Radio, online radio box, and simple radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on mytuner-radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on streama.com and onlineradiobox.com slash US. Take your podcast on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Introducing VentureX, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with VentureX. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The VentureX card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Excited to have our professional of the year, the dog mother, joining us. So excited to have her here talking about the work she does now. Also, full service. So we're talking about boarding, right? And I know it's mostly dogs, but you also work with cats. Let's go over a list of all the services that you offer and the location, um, well, the areas you serve mostly in Massachusetts. Yeah, people go away, um, you know, and they need cat services. You know, I just go to the house. I don't board cats because... You know, cats are, they get more stressed out leaving their environment as opposed to a dog. A dog is more able to, you know, adjust, you know, to a new environment. Um, so, you know, when people want to board their cats, I kind of try to, you know, make them not do that just because I feel bad, you know, for the cat. You know, they like being in their familiar environment. 
So I'll go to the house, clean the litter box. You know, sometimes you go every other day. Sometimes you got to go every day. Um, some cats need medication. Some cats, you know, need wet and dry food, you know, fresh water, stuff yeah. like that. Um, I'll take in their meal if they need me to take in their meal. If they got plants, I'll water their plants. You know, just basic little things. Leave the light on, shut the lights off, you know, little things like that. And usually about 20 minutes, um, you know, in and out. And, you know, basically I'm from like the Malden, Everett area. So, um, I service, I mean, I have people that come from Newton and, uh, you know, all over. Like, so that I find out, you know, that they drive like an hour just to board their dogs. And they're like, you come all the way from, you know, Newton? Just to, and they're like, yeah, I don't trust anybody else with my dog. I'm like, really? I'm like, so that says a lot, you know, about, you know, me and how they feel about me. And, you know, they, they trust me. My slogan is, um, I give you peace of mind, which is true. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people tell me, you know, and thank me up and down. And to me, I'm like, all right, what's the big deal? And like, this is what I do. But, I mean, you hear horror stories about, you know, the, the you know, incidences that happen or people lie or, you know, don't show up and their poor dogs have been, you know, starving for days and, you know, whatever the case may be. So um, um, we service, you know, Malden, Everett, a little bit of Revere, basically up and down, um, you know, Route 1, you know, the Route 1 area, as long as it's not too far out of the way. I have a driver that picks up dogs three days a week. Um, you know, since COVID, it kind of like just got slower. So instead of Monday through Friday, we just pick three days a week, go by the weather. And, uh, you know, she, you know, she, you know, she picks up in like Melrose and stuff like that. But I mean, I have people that travel, like I said, they'll go out of their way just to bring their dog here because they feel safe and secure. And, you know, cause these, these, these animals, you know, these dogs are their babies. Like they're like, they, you know, I, I get it, you know. Oh my goodness. We love it. Love it. Love it. And also let me ask, you do work with other animals as well, correct? Um, yeah, I know. I mean, most mainly dogs, but, you know, you know, cats if needed. But, I mean, you know, I, I had a woman, a friend of mine, she had a um, flying squirrel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and she wait, 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 back up, wait, back up, yes. a flying squirrel? Yes, so I, wa- I was, I was going to take the job, but I just, I, I couldn't because they're nocturnal and she needed me to come late at night and hang out with it and let it, you know, fly around and, you know, bounce around and stuff like that. But, you know, I got the kids and I got all the dogs here. Like, I just couldn't come at, like, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'll bring it to my house, you know. <laughs> so I think she ended up finding another friend. But I totally would have done that if I was uh, if I was able. But, I mean, you know, if somebody needs pet care for, like, the hamsters or gerbils, you know, reptiles and, you know, fish, you know, I can even, I can do stuff like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid, you know. Or, um, you know, I've had hamsters and fish and snakes, you know, as a kid and frogs and stuff like that. So I'm pretty experienced in, you know, the animal world, I guess. I can't believe it. The flying squirrel. I've never I know. Even, I'll call I tell you something? <laughs> but I never even heard of a flying squirrel. Does it fly? Yeah. Can you share, share what this is. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I, I mean, they're basically squirrels that they can jump from tree to tree. And when they open their arms and legs, they look like a big square. And, um, you know, how, like, you get web feet, you know, like, you know, ducks have web feet that, you know, their feet are, you know, like it helps them swim. Well, these animals can jump from tree to tree, and they open their arms and legs, and it just helps them get a little bit more air. And then they like fly across from like one, you know, tree to another. I guess you know it just helps them move even further instead of running up and down the trees like a regular squirrel. Wow. All right. So let's talk yeah. more about the services that you're providing, and let's see. You know, uh, what is your favorite part of the job? It's a lot of work, and it's not just you, right? You have a team of other people helping you because right. So it's I, a have lot. A, I have a. 
Yeah, it is a lot. Um, I mean, I have and I will and I'm prepared to, you know, if, say, everybody walks out on me right now, I'm prepared to take care of, you know, 30, 40 dogs and my kids and, you know, make it all work if, if needed, you know. But I have a great team. I have people that I trust and I love and, you know, I think they trust and love me too and, um, you know, um, you know, they basically handle the dogs. I have a, a kind of like an assistant. She helps me out with the baby and laundry and, you know, dishes and vacuuming, you know, while I do the books and I'm on the you know, phone with vet store customers and emails and logging in my payments and getting caught up on invoices and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like I said, my driver, she picks up three days a week. And then, you know, I get my guy that's out in the yard. He's dealing with the dogs, keeping them entertained. Um, so we all get a, we all get a pretty good balance here. You know what I mean? Um, what else? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess, you know. Can you hear me? Hello, hello? Oh, I'm sorry. Say that I didn't hear you. No. There you are. No, 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 no. You were cutting out there for a second. Um, oh, sorry. But, so clearly, you, with this passion, let me ask you, hold on. Uh, is this going to be like a family business? Are the kids good with the animals? How are your kids take to all these animals? They must They must be like the envy of everyone in school. <laughs> so, um my oldest loves the dogs, and I think maybe, if anything, she might be in the yard, you know, someday when she's older because she likes to come down and see the dogs and stuff like that. My middle one is not the biggest fan. Uh, a couple years ago when she was like a toddler, she kind of got knocked on her butt. You know, a dog was just excited to see her, and I think she's kind of been scared ever since. Um, but, like, she'll deal with them. She likes the smaller dogs or the puppies, the ones that she knows that can't hurt her. And then the baby seems to be interested in my two dogs, you know, when she's in the high chair, she's trying to, like, touch them and pet them, and, you know, they're always sitting by her because they know she's dropping food. Um, will it be a family business? I don't know. I'm not really sure. You know, time will tell, and, you know, whatever my kids want to do, you know, I'm going to help them get into it, and, um, you know, whatever they find is their dream, you know, and their passion. I mean, one likes to sing, and, you know, the other one's a goofball. Maybe she'll be a comedian, and, you know, who knows what the third one's going to be. we got to wait and see. But, um, you know, whatever they decide that they want to do, they're going to they're gonna go for it. You know, I'm hoping that they get into a trade and they don't get stuck like me working 24-7. But, again, when it's something that you love doing, you know, it's, it's not really a job, you know. No, I get it. I get it. Do you ever get to take vacation or are you always busy because you have to take care of all these things? No, animals? I um So, before children, um, I basically just worked all the time, you know what I mean, trying to make the money and, you know, pay off the bills and get myself established and... Now that I have kids, it was really hard for me in the beginning to balance family life and, you know, business and work, you know what I mean? But then I finally figured out, like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to shut down for the weekend or a week. Like, your customers are going to survive without you. Like, they don't need you 24-7, and they all get it. They're like, how do you do it? You know, you need a break. You know, you, you need a vacation and blah, blah, blah. So, anyways... I'm going to be going away in August, so usually like two, three months in advance, I'll hang up a sign, close, you know, for this week, you know, you know, and so everybody knows. It's not like they don't have plenty of notice and they could be prepared. Um, sometimes I'll have an employee stay for a weekend, you know, we take the kids out, you know, my husband and I will go away for two, three nights, you know, I'll have someone just stay here. Or I have, um, you know, a, two, a couple other businesses that I'll be like, hey, you want to take my customers for the weekend? And, you know, the guy in a Lucky Dog's Daycare or Ocean View Kennel in Revere, she helps me out sometimes. Um, I become friendly, you know, with these business owners, and we all kind of try to help each other out and refer people to each other. Um, but, yeah, I, got a, I, I figured it out. I, I got a little system that, um, you know, because I need a mental break, too. You know, it, it, it can be a lot when you're doing this 24-7. 
Um, you know, so I try to take time for myself. I'm, I'm due for a girls' weekend. I'm going to leave everybody behind. <laughs> Yay! I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I got a six and eight year old, not as many as you, but my goodness, it's 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 a lot and it's rewarding and uh, it's really good when you find a job that doesn't feel like work. Like me sitting here talking to you. It's awesome. It's something that just flows. Like I've always liked talking to people. Always love, and I love animals. We got a we got a cat for uh, Christmas. Santa brought a kitten. We are, we adopted a cat a few months ago, and now we got another cat. So I'm just better with cats. A little less work yeah. for me, but I am an animal lover too. So I just got to point that out because every animal needs some special love. And you also do special things with some of the nearby uh, rescues. Could you share your uh, in depth, um, you know, hands on help with that as well? And helping to yes. find homes. Thank so, um, so I started this in 2007, like the doggy daycare boarding, and um, I had a rescue, you know, come in and was like, "Hey, you know, this was such and such rescue, you know, can you think you, you know?" And I, and I was like, "I'd love to foster. I'd love to help out. You know what I mean? I just, I'd love, you know, we got all this space. Why not? You know, I, whatever I can do to help, you know, um, house an animal, and I never charge." any rescue because I just don't feel that it's right. I'm not in it to make money. I'm not in it to profit. Um, I'm in it to help, you know, and I feel like they need that money to put towards getting these dogs spayed, neutered, up to date on shots, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, after a few years, I um, came across this girl um, who ran kick-ass canine rescue, and uh, she had to stop doing that because now she's the animal control officer. Um, good, good friend of mine. Her name's Stacia. Um, she's I mean, this girl goes above and beyond, you know, she she really does. She works when she's not supposed to be working. She'll take any call. So I started helping her out. Um, so she'll get a stray, you know, or an emergency situation. I mean, I was talking about it last week, I think. Um, we had a, excuse me, a situation that a dog was, like, thrown out of the car window, had to do an emergency GoFundMe. Long story short, we had to amputate his leg, you know, we were on People Magazine about it. Um, and then there was another dog that, you know, there was a report. It was, like, the Malden Everett line that, you know, oh, you know, they thought he was hit by a car. She brought him up to me. I'll never forget it. And my good friend, um, Rhiannon, you know, she owns him now. His name is Rocky. She worked for me at the time. So his elbow was swollen. And, like, his, if you ever see before and after pictures. So to answer your question last time, my favorite part about working with the dogs is seeing the transformation from an insecure dog to a confident dog or a shy dog to a outgoing dog and helping people learn about their dog's behavior. I mean, I can go on and on. So anyway, so Rocky came to us and I'm looking at his elbow. I'm like, dude, this dog, he didn't just get hit by a car. He's been like this. Like his elbow was broken and I have the x-rays. There was like a hole in his elbow and like it was just broken in a couple spots. His teeth were broken. His head looked like it was like deformed almost. I mean, oh my God. And I think I was pregnant with my middle, my Anna at that time. This poor dog. So we had to do a fundraiser for him. He needed to get his elbow um, reconstructed and they had to put, you know, plates and screws and stuff in it. So that was like $8,000. So we did a, um, you know, a, a, a fundraiser for that. And I like being able to help raise money because the animal control officer can't touch money, you know what I mean? She has to depend on, um, you know, people that help out. And then she met Sweet Paws Rescue and, um, you know, they're, they're just phenomenal. So basically... We get a stray dog, you know, I house the dog for the seven days, you know, nobody comes and claims it, then we take the dog to the vet, get it fixed, and up to date on, you know, shots, etc. and then that dog gets transferred to Sweet Paws Rescue, and they, 
you have adoption coordinators, you know, that contact me, and I give them a little bio about the dog. I tell them about, all right, this dog's, you know, very active, or this dog's a couch potato, or I wouldn't trust this dog with kids, and definitely no cats for this dog. Oh, this dog you can take anyway. You know, so you, they all have their own little personalities, just like people. And then the um, Patrol Officer also became friends with um, one of the, Salem's famous witches, Lorelai, um, owner of Crowhaven Corner, Salem Saves Animals, her and Leanne Marama, um, Leanne owns Pentagram, uh, so they're both Salem witches, psychic mediums, they raise funds and just help pay off the vet bills for the animal control officer, or, you know, they'll sponsor certain dogs that need, you know, help with stuff, and, you know, they just, they're amazing, so I'm a part of an awesome network that basically this girl, Stacia, took me into, and, you know, we're friends and friendly over the year, and we're all just in it to help find, you know, homes and help save, you know, the next animal, and, you know, just network and see, you know, about, you know, taking care of as many as we can. You know, there's just there's millions and millions and millions that need help. There's, you know, thousands being euthanized every day for, like, no reason, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's we're barely making a dent, but at least, you know, we're, we're part of something, and, you know, the voiceless, we're helping to take care of the voiceless, I guess, is the way you could say it. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure having you back here, and we are excited that, uh, you know, that you're here doing so much, and obviously a part of helping so many and especially those little animals my goodness we really love your work ethic and you're passionate uh about this and obviously i know you mentioned you get this from your parents right yeah <laughs> and that especially <laughs> oh my goodness and again to have someone here who loves doing what she does and doesn't consider it work uh you got a great fit so tell us how we can reach out to you contact you and use your services please Six one seven four zero seven nine eight eight seven. Uh you can call or text my cell phone. Uh Facebook is my main uh contact is the Facebook.com slash the dogmother L L C or at Instagram at the dogmother L L C and then I have a website, uh the dogmother Beautiful. Thank you so much. You have a fantastic day with your family. Yeah, you and happy too. New Thank year. you for having me. Thank happy you. New year. We'll talk soon. Have a great day. <laughs> Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants, and zip up your flat. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.